morning, and I welcome hey, you. Martin. I welcome you to a, another episode of the very famous on the mark sports talk <laughs> with your host right here, Mark, with the letter C at the end of that Mar. <laughs> and this is our one hundred and sixty ninth show in one hundred and sixty nine weeks. What do you guys say? Come on! <laughs> <laughs> I, I as we were talking before we went on, I'm so sorry about what happened last week in the last half hour of the show. My internet, I don't know what's doing with it. It just quit on me. I couldn't get it back. But I heard that you people handled yourself like menches. <laughs> I don't say that in just a fine matter. Uh, you did it without me. Good for you. Good for you. I taught you well. <laughs> I got a little quick, I got a little quick story before we get to the sports. Um, as as you know, I run this recreation program in Valley Stream, and this is my forty sixth year of doing it. Four, it's four six, uh, and I'm at work last Friday morning around eight thirty a.m. Getting ready to talk to my staff. You see, every morning they start to. Uh, uh, come in about 8.15, 8.20, I have a staff of about 50 uh, boys and girls, men and women. And we talk about the highlights of the new day, any pertinent information uh, to tell them about the day or what happened the day before. I call this the morning huddle. H-U-D-D-L-E, the morning huddle, which is a very appropriate name. <laughs> Just about ready to talk and start the meeting, one of my crowns from my tooth fly out of my mouth. Oh. <laughs> it could have oh, swallowed it. It could oops. have been weird. It flew out. It must have hit the, the person closest to me and grabbed it real fast. <laughs> Mark, that happened to a guy on TV. I forget his name. The sportscaster that was on TV. 10 o'clock at night. It fell out while he was talking. It's amazing. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't loose like I was. It just happened, you know? Um, and, I, and I'm a very, um, what's the word when you, um, what's the word when you, like, like, like you touch your body a lot? <laughs> I shouldn't go there. But when you, like, very, um, there's a word for that. I knew things were not loose, but somehow it just popped out. And <laughs> what do I do? I, I grab it. I put it in my pocket and continue, continue with the huddle. You know, like, like, like the show must go on, right? Yeah. So, right. Once I left, I, I quickly called my dentist. Friday, only to get an answer machine. Now it's it's about a quarter to nine around. No, it was eight thirty. Eight thirty. They left. I talked for about ten minutes, almost a quarter to nine. I got the answer machine. Um, I left a message, and I said, "Please call me back." Nine a.m. comes and goes. I call them back nine fifteen again. No answer. I did not the answer machine says we'll be in the office from nine o'clock to I don't know five six. I don't know, so uh, I let it go. I, I did not leave a message the second time, but then I called at nine thirty, 
And I was looking to maybe get an appointment, you know, in the afternoon to get it put back in. Again, no answer. I'm not in pain. I know Milton, some people can be in pain, correct? Right. But which was it a side tooth, the front right tooth? Here. Front, next year. Well, yeah. All I don't right. know what number it is, but not the front two in the bottom, but next to the front two in the bottom. The eye tooth. Is, that a, is yeah. that a permanent crown or a temporary crown, Mark? Permanent, permanent crown. Permanent. Okay. permanent crown. All right. All right. So there, there was no answer again. Okay. Uh, I just wanted him to make, you know, cement it back into my mouth. Okay. Anyway, I tried calling again the fourth time. Again, got no answer. And <laughs> while it's playing, I'm on speaker. And one of my coworkers oh. says to me, oh. <clears throat> they didn't mention Friday. Did you listen carefully, Mark? They said, yeah. we're in the office from nine to six on monday tuesday wednesday and thursday they didn't mention friday no. i didn't hear this no. the first time my dentist is 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 an orthodox jewish dentist but the sabbath begins at sundown why can't the man work during the day before sundown what the heck so uh my dentist was off on on, on friday and no way they're answering the machines i have to i have to go crownless if that's what you call it friday saturday <laughs> sunday and half of monday monday i figured he'd call me back right i'm, I'm a good yeah yeah you left good, a message good patient. i figured he'd call me back you know 9 15 when they hear the uh the message well anyway some in, in between someone says go get yourself some fixident yeah fix it yeah. Yeah, in there and then try to put it on yourself yeah, yeah. just a little bit well, when I got home, when I got home on, on Friday, I took that sucker out of my pocket. It was mixed in with all my coins and everything. So I had to wash it off a little bit, right? Wash it off. Yeah, wash it off. off. And of course, I made the drain right, right. so it wouldn't go down the drain. That would be terrible, right? Yeah. Uh, and you have to get I washed it off. And I, um, before putting the, I had fixident. Before putting the fixident in, I said, let me see which side it goes. Because I couldn't tell if, if it's this way, you put it this way, or you put it in this way. You know, I couldn't tell the front and the back. The porcelain goes towards the front. No, I, don't, I don't know what the heck that means. Okay, so <laughs> I put it like close to the sure open, you do. close to the stub, and it's it was like almost a like a magnet. It was almost like a magnet. It just like snap. It went right into the, the, the stub. And it fits snugly, which I, I can't believe Good. it did that. But it's, it's like, a, let me figure it out. And it was like, God took over right. the movement of, of the crown and put it right on top of the stub. And holy mackerel, it's in. And it's when not it moving. was probably before it came not out. Moving. Yeah. Perfect. So I was not going to take it out. It's probably all germed up, you know. I mean, the coins in my pocket. I wasn't going to take it out. I'll risk infection smock right anyway so i let it in i kept it in all weekend what? monday they didn't call me back so i had to call them again and i and i told him the story that he guy says you know what uh mark he's on a first name basis with me the dentist he says you know you have an appointment august 10th yeah. it's in your That's mouth right now following week it's not going anywhere you tell me it's snug <laughs> 
keep it in till August 10th. Right. Does that make sense, Milton? I don't know, no. Mark. I, I would have sound good to me. You know, Mark, I've gone in on Hanukkah Eve for your, for your uh, people from your temple. Different, though. And? So what are you saying? What? I, I didn't hear what you said. I'm sorry. What no, I'm just saying I would never, me personally, don't, don't, would see you right away, but there's probably no harm waiting. Okay. You know what? And you should have only put a drop of that fix-it-ent in. I'm not, I'm not taking it out. I'm not taking it out. It, it might be hard to get it out. It was exactly, no, a week, no. exactly a week ago. Yeah. Mm. All right. Tomorrow's yeah. a week. Tomorrow's a week. All right. So that's that's my little, my tooth story. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'm I was just like stuck in there. Yeah. All right. The same thing in Hawaii. Where oh, yeah. I was on vacation yeah. with Eileen and the thing came out and I did the same thing. The hardest part, like you say, is to figure out where is the front and you stick it in. And I just went like this and I stuck it in really good. And then when I came home, I went to the dentist and that was it. But uh, here's my question. Is, is there any extent that you blame the dentist for a crown to pop out like that? It happens. there a long time. Is there any crowns are permanent? I think I think they loosen up after a while. Is there any reason that the dentist's fault that something like that should happen? Now, now they bond. A lot of times now they could bond it right in. That's even stronger. But it depends what kind of crown it is. But crowns can come off. They can come out. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you don't have a lot of. Yeah. A lot of you should not have to depend on only the cement to hold it in. Right, but the fix it in isn't a permanent thing; it's it's temporary. No, 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 no. Anyway, that's my little story. I hope you enjoyed it. Anyway, before we get on to Gerald's highlights report, I, I got a baseball card in the mail yesterday. It came with various other cards that I ordered. And did anyone ever hear of this dude? Move it up here. You see his sure. name. What's the name? Mule. Mule. Subtle. Anybody heard of him? No. Not me. They, no. I, I heard of Hemsley Mulins. No, no. This is <laughs> this is Mule Subtles. I never heard yeah. of him. Uh, he played in the Negro League, and uh, George Mule Subtles, a first baseman outfield for Negro League Birmingham Black Barons. Born in 1901, before me, and died in <laughs> And he's in the Hall of Fame. Believe it, this man, Mule Suttles, is in the Hall of Fame from 2006. He's in. He only had 1,088 hits, 179 home runs, 877 RBIs. He topped 300 batting average 12 times. And it was a power hitter, and I got his card. All right, I'll put it with my collection. Is that a tops card? What's that? Is that is that a tops card? No, Panini. Every year, Panini. What's the card? That's a sandwich. No. Yeah, yeah, right. Gerald, we'll take <laughs> off on your highlights report for the year 2015. Gerald, you're almost done. <laughs> I'm not worried. Eight weeks, you're done. Yeah, 2015, what do you got? I'm not worried. Okay, today I'm going to review uh, the Major League Baseball season for 2015. These are what I believe to be the key 
facts about 2015 MLB season for the awards and leaders. I will name the National League player followed by the American League player. MVP, Bryce Harper and Josh Donaldson, Mike's favorite. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rookie of the year, Chris Bryant and Carlos Correa, the almost met. <laughs> Cy Young, Jake Arrieta and Dallas Keuchel. Key leaders, batting average, D. Gordon and Miguel Cabrera. Home runs. Uh, the 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 uh, uh, two men shared the the uh, uh, league lead for that. Nolan Arenado and Bryce Harper, and in the American League, Chris Davis. RBIs: Nolan Arenado and Josh Donaldson. ERA: Zach Granke and David Price. Mm. Some interesting highlights of the 2015 MLB season. Paulo Orlando became the first player since 1900 to record three triples for his first three big league hits. That's kind of unique. Mike Trout became the youngest player with 100 home runs and 100 stolen bases. On September 12th, David Ortiz, who used enhancers we know, hit his 500th career home run. On August 11th, for the first time in MLB history, all 15 home teams won on the same day. Our oldest Chapman reached 500 strikeouts for his career in 292 innings. This was a record for the fastest to record 500 career strikeouts. And I think to this day, he throws over 104 miles an hour. On June 7th, CC Sabathia recorded his 2,500th career strikeout. On July 29th, Albert Pujols recorded his 550th career home run. Matt Halliday set a National League record with 45 consecutive games to reach base to start a season. On June 19th, Aroid, better known as Alex Rodriguez, recorded his 3,000th career hit. Adrian Beltre recorded his 400th career home run on May 16th. Here's a very brief summary of the 2015 World Series, and it has to be brief because the Mets lost. <laughs> the Kansas City Royals defeated the Yankees four games to one. Here are some composite stats. The Royals batted 239. And the Mets 193. ERA for the Royals was 294. For the Mets was 421. And the MVP was Salvador Perez. Still playing. And Mark, I had another a little piece on uh, MVPs. Go ahead. Go ahead. You got the mic. Go ahead. Okay. Last week I went over MVPs through 2015 in both leagues. Today I'm going to go over the MVPs. 2016 to 2022, and point out some of the uh, MVP uh, uh, winners who have had marginal careers, and some of them obviously had good careers. Let's start with the National League. 2016, Corey Seager. Uh, 2017, Cody Bellinger. 2018, Ronald Acuna Jr. 2019, the very great Peter Alonso. 2020, Devin Williams. 
who had a really who's had a pretty good career, 23 and 9 with the 1.93 lifetime ERA, 2021, Jonathan India, and 2022, the great Michael Harris the third. Mm. The American League, Michael, uh, 2016, Michael Fulmer, he, lifetime 35 and 50, 3.93 ERA, Aaron Judge, 2017. <clears throat> One interesting thing about Aaron Judge, and Mike, you, you can attest to this, Mike Feiner, he has yes. missed approximately 30% of the games he potentially could have uh, participated in. That's a big number, Mike, is it not? Well, what can I tell you? He sure is good when he plays, that's for sure. He is. And and by the way, Mike, the toe is overrated, just to let you know. 2018, Shohei Atani. 2019, Jordan Alvarez. Lifetime, 293. Batting average, 115 home runs, 338 RBIs. Uh, 2020, Kyle Lewis, 240 lifetime batting average, 26 some runs, 59 RBIs. 2021, Randy Arena, And 2022, Julio Rodriguez, lifetime average, 267, 42 home runs and 126 RBIs. So we could say from looking at all these MVPs, the majority of them have had good careers. Wait, they weren't. Those weren't all MVPs. What were these they? Were, these are MVPs, Mark, that I just listed. Michael Fulmer. These are rookie of the years. Those are rookie yeah. of the years. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. rookie of the year. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't rookie. want to attack you, but you <laughs> rookie of the year. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Rookie of the year. These are all rookies of the year. <laughs> Right, look correct. Let's see if we're paying attention. Yeah, yeah, I, I got it right away. Uh, comments, Gad, uh, Michael. Uh, yeah, very most important comment of all the people that Jerry mentioned. The best player of all the people Jerry just mentioned. It's his birthday today. Who? Who is that? <laughs> the very best player of all the people you mentioned. Otani. Otani. Better, no, not no. Otani doesn't count. Otani is in the league by himself. Well, he's right he it's all he over the one hit today. They're making a big cushion look over his birthday. Not a judge. He's not the best. The great, wonderful Alex Rodriguez is his birthday today. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a happy guy. birthday to him. Okay. Let me correct. Let me correct all other comments. Let's go, uh, Fred. Get yeah. Fred. Yeah, I think you you muted us. Muted. Where's Fred? How could you have a podcast without Fred? Fred, you're muted. Okay. Now you're How about now? Yeah, yeah, you're you're good. Good. yeah. When Mike, when Gerald mentioned Michael Fulmer, you're all aware he was with the Mets and he was traded okay. in the Cespedes trade. Right, exactly. That's I was right. say that. Yep. For the Tigers, I think. It was a good pitcher. Yeah. He got hurt. He never materialized in what his potential, what he could have been. He got hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like one. One correction on Alex Rodriguez, please. He, his name is coined by the Red Sox fans as a fraud. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Anybody else got a comment for uh, Joe? All right. We'll yeah. always have 2009. All That's right. all I have to say. Yes, we right. will. Let's move on <laughs> to Milton. Milton, I think. 1986. Your, uh, your, your name mm. that tune. We haven't heard you in a while. The song I'm going to play today 
was all, had hit hit so the lead singer had two hit songs from two different groups at the same time and he co-produced uh barry manilow's first nine record albums but hear what i'm saying he, he was in two different groups at the same time july august 1969 I'm going to play you the song and then I'll tell you the name of his other group that had the big hair too. Oh, Eric, I, I, I know the name of the, the, the group. Who sang? Who who Cuffling. sang this song? Cuffling. The Cufflinks. I don't know who right. the uh, the people. Right, the lead for. singer Cuffling. was Ron uh, Dante, and what he had the number one song also at the same time under another yeah. group. What was the second group song? I, that I know. Um, Dante. A slow song, right? It was Ron Dante, and he was the lead singer of another group that had a hit at the same time this was. Close to Number you? One, not no. close to you. No, no, 469. What was it? Give me a clue. The name of the song is Sugar Sugar. Oh, no, oh, I didn't know. This guy, this guy was with two that. different groups, and... Um, at the same time, they had double hit. They had a hit with each group on the charts. Very unusual. You so the Archies weren't a real group. They were like a studio. There wasn't the like a and group. the Archies. And hey, you didn't see them on tour. I saw them on tour. Later on, I think in line to get tickets to see them. Later on, I think he even sang with somebody, Rupert Holmes. Rupert Holmes also. He was pretty good. Rupert like a kiss could be. Well, I thought you'd like it. A little history it's on it it's also. A good song. Very good, very good. That you, your sound was a little tinny today. A little tinny coming across, but we heard it. Was that considered bubblegum music? That, that bubblegum. Sugar, sugar, definitely. Bubblegum music. Makes it more challenging. Tracy, sort of. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Thank you, Milton, for that, and start digging for next week, okay? Uh, a couple of, well, I have one beep beep I'm going to tell you. This guy's name is Jamie French, but double F. Anyone ever heard of this guy? Um, <laughs> Jamie, J-A-I-M-E, or Jaime, depending if you're, you're Hispanic, but then F-F-R-E-N-C-H. Not a typo, not a typo. Uh, he's a high school student in Jacksonville. He's committed to Alabama, another Alabama stud, in 2025, he's a receiver. So when you ever see FF French, FF French, you know you heard it here first on On The Mark. Okay, very good. Uh, this day in sports, before I go to July 27th, today, I saw this one, and I didn't know this story, maybe some of you do, on July 22nd, Back in 1906, a pitcher named Bob Ewing, E-W-I-N-G, 
pitched uh, the Reds to a 10-3 victory over the Phillies without a single assist by teammates. Wow. Which means it had to be strikeouts wow. and fly balls or pop-ups, right? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Interesting. Cool. Imagine that. No, 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 it could have been a ground ball at first base. Maybe. If they, no don't get, if they don't get a system themselves. I don't no, think so. No, no. Okay. No, okay. Right, no, it's, it's like three unassisted. Okay. Okay. So that that happened in uh, July 22nd. But today, in uh, there were lots of stuff for the Tour de France. Because this oh, is the yeah. time of year. I'm not going to go into that. But in 1927, uh, Melot hit his very first home run, which was inside the Parker. Uh, and he went on to hit, I believe, 504 was his number, or 511. Was it 511? 511 or 512 in that area there. Okay. Uh, in 1945, there was a baseball trade. The Cubs purchased, purchased a Yankee pitcher. And I never heard of this guy. I'm sure some of you have. Hank Bowery. Bowery, Mark. Bowery. Bowery. Excuse my, exp- my uh, pronunciation. He played with the Yankees from 42 to 45, but that was a big thing, uh, Barrowie. I never saw that name before. Uh, in 46, Red Sox, Rudy York hit two grand slams and 10 RBIs in one game. That's a career for some people, right? <laughs> uh, in 47, Yogi Berra begins a 148-game errorless streak. Amazing. How about that? Amazing. Wow. It is for a catcher. Right. For a catcher. Uh, in 53, Dizzy Dean, Al Simmons, and a couple of others, our Chief Bender, other names we never heard, Ed Barrow is an umpire, Bill Clem an umpire. They were all inducted into the Hall of Fame on this day in 1953. In 1959, William Shea mm-hmm. Stadium, announces plans to have a baseball team in New York City by 1961, and of course, 1962, they come in, the Mets. In 1970, Lou Boudreau, uh, Earl Combs, Fort Frick, in- inducted into the Hall of Fame. 1973, a horse jockey. You ever hear of Walter Blum? Yes. 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 He becomes the sixth jockey to win 4,000 races. That's a lot of up and downs, you know that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. 1978, <clears throat> Cleveland, sorry, Indians, Dwayne Kuyper becomes the third player ever to hit two bases loaded triples. Two bases loaded triples in <clears> the <throat> game against the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. 83, Gaylord Perry joins Nolan Ryan and Steve Carlton. That's a great photograph if you do that. To reach 3,500 strikeouts for their career. Uh, in 84, Pete Rose collects his 35th, 3503 career singles. Singles. Wow. <laughs> Only singles. Uh, in 1988, Tommy John, who in my opinion should be in the Hall of Fame, he, yeah, commits, he commits three yes. errors on one play. That's, that's something to figure out how that happened. Yeah. I do not know. No, 88, we may have a memory and saw it. Anybody seen that one? Uh, but but it could be doable. 
I'll wonder if it's on YouTube. Ground, drops the ground, drops, ball to the ground ball to him. Maybe he wild, bobbled it. Wild throw. Error. Wild throw to a base. Second error. And then, and then, the, and then the guy's running around, and he covers third base, and he drops the ball or something on a play. Or covering home. Oh, well. Let's say yeah. you're going to find out. Like that. Yeah, yeah. But Is that on YouTube, anybody? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta type it in. Uh, I believe he should be a Hall of Famer. I, I, that, that. So do I. Yeah. Uh, eighty-eight wins. Yeah. Surgery yeah. named after him. And that's, I think so. And he also was a great fielder. Great fielder. Great fielder. Yes. Yeah. Seemed like a nice guy, but I never talked to him. No. no. Uh, in nineteen ninety-two, the Houston Astros begin a twenty-six game road trip. Anyone know why? Probably some rodeo or something in the in the Astrodome. Republican mm. National Convention. Oh, oh wow! All right. Well, like I said, rodeo is circus. Rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> Nineteen ninety-three. Mets pitcher Anthony Young. Remember him? All the loot losses. Yes. Yeah. He finally ended the streak at twenty-seven. He got a win on this day. Nineteen ninety-six. On this day, I'm sure everyone remembers this. A bomb explodes at Olympic uh, Atlanta Olympic Park yeah. during the Olympics, yeah. killing one and injuring a hundred and ten. <laughs> On this day in 1999, Tony Hawk, the skateboarder, he lands oh. a 900. Now, what's that mean? He goes around how many times? 360, 360, 360. That's like That's 780. 1080. Oh That's wait, 80. So what do you go around? 360, 360, and then a little more? A little less. You want to know about that? A, a 900. 360, 360, and 180. That, that, that equals 900? Yeah. Oh, well, let's, let's YouTube that one and watch it later. Oh, we'll watch it yeah. In 2012, yeah. Queen Elizabeth opens the 30th Olympics in London. And in 2021, the last one on my list here, American gymnast and four-time Olympic gold winner Simone Biles, Biles, right? Biles, right? Withdraws yeah. from the women's team final at the Tokyo Olympics. Seems like yesterday to focus on her mental health. You found right. something, uh, Gerald? Yeah, I just wanted to comment on Lou Budrow. I thought he had a rather remarkable career. He was a player for fifteen years, and I think eleven of the fifteen years he was a player manager. I thought I thought that was kind of unique. And he's the uncle for what, Lou, Lou Pinella, if I remember? Am I, I wrong? No, I don't think you're right. Lou, Pin, Lou Pinella and him? No? No. Somebody's no, uncle. Lou, Lou Pinella was actually Jewish no. on his mother's Frank. side. Lou Pinella was related somehow to Tino Martinez. I, that I didn't know. But Lou Boudreaux is related Lou. to somebody. That's something else. To look he's, the he's the father-in-law of, the father of Denny McLean. Denny McLean. That's not who I was thinking, but there it is. <laughs> okay. Sports Stories by Larry. And by the way, you're sponsored by the Rubber Band Man. Remember the Rubber Band Man? Who sang that song? Come on. Spinners. The Spinners. spinners. Very good. Go ahead there, Larry. <laughs> My story this week is entitled Stolen Base Milestones in the Modern Era. In the modern MLB era, 1901 to the present, official scorers recorded stolen bases when a runner advances to a base unaided by other players in the field. 
Analysis of BaseballReference.com historical data reveals three MLB-wide stolen base milestones. First, 2023, the stolen base revival. At the 2023 midseason, stolen bases are on a pace to reach almost 3,700 instances, the highest level since the dead ball era. No doubt the introduction of the pizza-sized bases, shorter base <laughs> distances, and the limit on pickoff attempts can help explain the stolen base revival. This occurred despite the continued emphasis on the home run hitting. Second, 1950s, the lowest stolen base point. In the 1950s, MLB stolen bases were on 1,000 level, the much lower than the stolen bases that came before or since that decade. With such an array of power hitters during this period, teams felt little need to take the extra bases. Accordingly, Yankee manager Casey Stengel and Milwaukee Braves manager Fred Haney were not stolen base-minded at all. Moreover, Billy Evans, a retired umpire then, suggested that umpires' refusal to enforce the pitchers holding the set position for a full second also contributed to the decline of stolen bases in the 1950s. Third and finally, 1914 to 1915, the highest stolen base point. In, this, in, the, in the dead ball years of 1914-15, MLB stolen bases topped 4,000 level, the highest level in its history. In these years, with home runs largely out of the picture, scoring runs meant relying on stolen bases along with relying on bunting and hit and run plays. Amazingly, in these years, American and National League teams averaged 200 stolen bases, an enormous feat that has never been approached since. That completes this first of a two-part series. Next week, I turn my attention to the trends and strikeouts. Very good. Very. Good. It's pizza-sized boxes, not pizza box, not pizza. I think it said pizza-sized pizza. bo boxes. The boxes. Oh, okay. The boxes. Yeah. I, I thought that the last couple of years, the the, the uh, st stolen base was not so popular because you know um, they went away from that and they came back this year because it's a little closer. But I didn't realize it in the fifties. Comments. Uh, okay, I see Gerald and then Michael, of course. Larry mentioned bunting. Here's a question for the panel. When was the last time you saw anyone bunt in a major league game? Volpe. Yeah. The other day. It bunt for base hits every now and then. You see it. Volpe. Not in successfully, years. that's a different story. Yeah, yeah. You thought more yeah. when they did the, the shifting to be more bunting, right? Somebody on the Mets recently, but I forgot who. Yeah, yeah. And he Jeff got a hit. Michael, and then uh, yeah, yeah, I just wanted to add to what uh, Larry, you know, Larry's report. Nowadays, with the newer rules, it's almost impossible to throw out a really good base stealer. I, I, I would assume somebody like Ricky Henderson, they'll never get out with the new rules. And you could see, I don't, I don't know if they ever got Volpe out yet. It's just almost impossible if you have that kind of a that kind of speed 
and agility. It's almost impossible. Remember the first couple of games of the season? The season started, Volpe, like, was dancing, off, got on base. He was dancing, dancing. He kept stealing, stealing, stealing. What, how, how many has he got this year? The total is not as high as you would think it'd be. I think he stopped for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know. Stop it. He was he was so successful early. Uh, Roger, you want to comment? Yeah, I'm just yeah. I know he's been thrown at at least once, but yeah, no, uh, no, no, no one knows how to bunt anymore, Mark. I mean, it's, it seems like a lost art. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like yesterday, I, even in like the Four first. Yeah, I mean, I would you know, the Yankees at first and third, nobody out, but you know they would never. Billy Martin probably would have done a suicide squeeze or something, but you know you, you got a strike at and a double play, and they got nothing. You know, this is you know. Well, you don't have pitchers hitting anymore, but they, well, that too, they right? were doing a lot of bunting in those right. days. No, like some mostly sacrifice bunting. That's right. Yeah. You hit a home run, you make more money. <laughs> <laughs> Metrics. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, I got a question. I mean, the pitcher can only throw over twice, I believe, right? Right. Yes. But how no, many times no, no, is there any times. is there any limit to how many times a catcher can throw? No, the pitcher can throw three. over three times. Three times? Yes. And Third and time the they have to get them. Right. Well, yes, that's correct. Otherwise, it's yes. a walk. Okay, so 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 it's two. But how many times can the catcher? There's no limit on that, right? I mean, they don't do it very much. But a guy like Alvarez, who has a cannon, so write him a letter. Maybe I'll take an autographed picture for commenting. <laughs> Gerald. I think Volpe has 19 stolen bases this year. All right. All right. I don't know who's leading the league. I, was it Acuna? Acuna, oh, I think. Acuna. Acuna. He's your MVP. Acuna. He's your MVP. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Something happens to him. Yeah. Okay. Any more? Roger? I see Fred want to yeah. comment. Yeah. I just saw in the paper today the Mets – our first place, they're 79 out of 86 in stolen bases. So they lead the league. It's like 91%. Wow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not helping them much, Fred. Yeah, so so in the offseason, when they have their team meeting, that's yeah. the first thing they yeah. say. We were first in stolen yeah. bases, guys. Yeah. We last in yeah. run score. That's not going to save anybody's job. got to take pride in something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Got to start on the positive, right? Very yeah. good. Right. Yeah. That's it, boys. All right, thank you, uh, Larry. Let's move on to MJF. Three hundred and fifty million dollars. MJF, Yankees and Jets. And by the way, you are sponsored by Fish. Fish. Live with the group or the animal? Is that that the uh, fish or the card game? Uh, And I don't mean like uh, what's go fish. I'm Bonnie Bonnie Miller. Fish. The jam band. That's that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. Anyway. I just want to say one thing about uh, something about my report from last week. Uh, I mentioned two weeks ago I went to uh, a Yankee Rocky game at Coors Field and I had a wonderful time until the game ended. The game ended horribly, of course. But uh, out of the blue, walking into the stadium, one of the attendants gave me a baseball card. And of all the players in the history of the baseball, it was Bert Campanaris. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things about the card I'm going to use for a trivia question later on, but it was such an interesting yeah. uh, stati- statistic about Campanaris. He played from 1964 to 1983. He never hit double figures and home runs except for 1970 with the A's. He hit 22, which is uh, like a real an- some of the anomalies in baseball. 
But uh, there's something about this card that I want to ask Mark. Maybe you could check in with his son as to its value. And uh, I'll get back to that uh, later on when you do trivia. But as for my report. But do you remember he threw the bat at some, some pitcher one time? Everybody uh, one there, time was one, he, there was one time that he pitched. He, he played every position. Yeah, he, was, yeah. he threw yeah, his bat at a pitcher. He threw his bat at a pitcher. Yeah. Anybody remember that? He, he threw his bat at that's another story. Yeah. But he also played he also played a game where he played every position. Yeah, uh, he he was the first game. one that we know about, yeah. yeah. Right, 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 right. Anyway, with our Jets, I notice uh Beckton has a sore knee all of a sudden. So what mm-hmm. else is new? You know? And that's Double the thing now, about the it. Jets. Their biggest Concern is the offensive line, and they have to get mm-hmm. that together to really compete mm-hmm. and everything uh, that we're hoping for with the Jets. And uh, let's see what that happen, what happens with that. But uh, Beckton with a Beckton when he's playing right, and when he was in college, he was the best you've ever seen. He's such a big, heavy set guy; you can't get around him, and he he protects the quarterback like crazy. But uh, he gets hurt a lot. That's his story. Uh, Rogers. Signed a two-year contract, and uh, that's a positive thing. It looks like he's all in as a Jet quarterback. And much to everybody's surprise, in practice, the best-looking player on the field happens to be a guy by the name of Zach Wilson. Ever hear him? He's playing like lights out. So uh, who the heck knows? Uh, You're going to see a lot of Zach Wilson during preseason. And you'll see how good he – I have a feeling you'll see how good he could have been if you were treated right. So we shall see about Zach Wilson. Anyway, with the Yankees, uh, Judge is coming back, supposedly. And Boone doesn't want to commit, but he's coming back. And he's going to play in pain. And who's to say that Judge should have been spending a week in Scranton to see how good he's going to be and – this always concerns me with the Yankees that there's secretness with the injuries. For example, when Donaldson and Stanton came back, they miraculously hit home runs as they came back, and then they flat out stunk. And the player on the Yankees who's given me the most angst nowadays is the aforementioned Mr. Stanton. I've never seen a batter in all my years of watching baseball. First and second, he gets up so many times. First and second, nobody out. And he strikes out. He doesn't move any base runners. And I scream into my TV, and I wish I had a magic wand and make him do what he's supposed to do. But he bothers me a lot. All right? want the bunch? He doesn't do a damn thing. He's, and, and it's unbelievable. Right now, he stinks as badly as you'd ever want to see a ball player stink. And you wonder... Somewhere out there is that anomaly, which I've used the word I used before, where all of a sudden he's hitting home runs like crazy and he's the best batter in baseball. But right now it's not there, and it's a mystery to me how the heck is a guy like that batting second or third when he strikes out almost every time up, especially in the clutch. He should be batting eighth or ninth. That's my opinion about Mr. Stanton. And now Nasty Naster, he's coming back. And if he comes back, and when he comes back, one of the pitchers have to be taken out of the rotation. And that's either Schmidt or Germain. Germain. And the thing about Germain, and how many times in baseball have you seen a pitcher who goes four innings, five innings, six innings, 
And all of a sudden, he pitches a no-hitter. And he, when, when Germain pitched that no-hitter, he, he looked like as good a pitcher as he's ever wanted to see. He was lights out. And now he stinks. And you see that over and over and over. You saw that with Santana. You saw that with Cohen. And I, off the top of my head, I remember Bobo Holloman comes up for a game in 1951, pitches a no-hitter, and mm-hmm. he goes back to the minor leagues. And it's very, very interesting how a pitcher who rarely goes more than five or six or seven innings, and all of a sudden you let him pitch for the nine innings, you ruin him. And uh, that's what's happening. And it looks like Germain is going to be out of the uh, rotation. The Yankees are still in the American League cellar, but only two games, two and a half games out of the wild card uh, spot. And believe it or not, and I said this before, I predicted that the the Yankees will pass the Rays, and the Rays apparently have a lot of injuries, and they've worn out their pitchers, and the Rays are starting to sink slowly, slowly down the east. And uh, I still have hope for the Yankees, and I have a lot of worry about what might happen with Judge. He's going to be playing pain, but we shall see what he can do. And uh, we shall see. You know, I've been following these games. The Mets series, uh, like I said, Germain had nothing. He got smacked around by the most mediocre Mets players. And that's what happened with Germain. And it looks like Rodon is getting his act together. And let's hope that happens. And once Rodon comes back, you'll have Rodon and Cole and Nestor. And we'll see about Severino. You have yourself a team. You have yourself a team. And if you want to look at the Yankees optimistically, they will contend. And if you want to think, uh, like people are thinking about the Jets, where everything could possibly go wrong, that could happen too. So we shall see what we shall see. Anyway, that's my report for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, I'll see you next week, I hope. Some people have comments, and we'll go with Larry first. If the Yankees are smart, they would follow what the Phillies did with uh, with. Uh, with uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Harper. 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 They were they were put him in as a DH. And now he's playing first base. He's well, I'm can, saying, but they could they could start. Still can't throw. He still can't throw. They could start, uh, uh, start Judge as a as a DH. Yeah, yeah. I think he'll play a game. Then he'll DH play a game and DH. Roger. Yeah, just saying, uh, uh, Mike, I mean, Herman only threw 99 pitches in that perfect game. Unlike Santana, who, what did he end up, Mark, like 130, 140? Yeah, high 30s, I think. Yeah, I perfect game. I checked the box score. Even though he struck out nine Mets, almost all the batters were like the lower third of the batting order. I mean, so, but yeah, I mean, Don Larson was not a good pitcher. No. No. <laughs> you check no. his lifetime stats. I mean, he was drunk yeah. half the time, but. So Casey gets a big plus on that one, figuring that one out. But he was on that day, though. Yeah, yeah. he got bombed earlier in that series, right, Joe? That's right. right. Yeah, that day. The best pitch perfect game you will ever see. It wasn't just an perfect game. We didn't see it because we were we were only six years old. I was only six. I saw it when I got out of school. You're an older man than me, Uh, Fred. What do you have? Yeah. Just talking, Michael, about the Jets, you know, everybody has this optimism about the Jets, but really don't underestimate the issues they have with that offensive line. Mm-hmm. They're going to have problems right now with tackles. I mean, they, like you said, they said Beckton didn't practice yesterday. They said his knee wasn't good. 
Who knows? Dwayne Brown hasn't been hasn't been there. He's he's dealing with coming off a of surgery. The guard Tomlinson had an off year last year. Tucker is their best offensive lineman. He's coming off a of surgery. And center McGovern is you know he's all right, man. but but if they don't have that offensive line, Aaron Rodgers could be the greatest quarterback. But if they don't give him time to throw. There's going to be a lot of problems. Right. And you'll see all these problems firsthand on hard knocks. Yeah. I mean, you see, and also, I talk about Don Lawson. I was reading it. Dick Young gave Joe Trimble, wrote the game story, a great, a great line about that. The imperfect man threw a perfect game. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. It's the Goonie Bird. Let's just watch when uh, Rogers gets sacked over and over. It happens. Let's see what happens because the line is terrible. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I watch, mean defense... watch his anger to the teammates. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the defense. Right. Watch our honeymoon period right now. But watch how quick it is. And they fire Robert Sellers. The first four games: Buffalo, I think, New England, Dallas, and Kansas City. Well, no, right away. All right, Gerald. Mike, I wanted to ask you about Aaron Rodgers' contract. Uh, I believe he gave up about $35 million to help with the salary cap. Did I hear that yes. correctly? Like yeah. yeah, something like that. Yep, yep. He gave up that money or was deferred to a later date? No, he gave, gave it, it up. up. Mark, gave it up. Gives him a little more salary cap uh, maneuvering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and he's hinting that, that, that he'll definitely be back you know, next year. Yeah. That's right. You know, it's like, Fred, you can be happy as can be until you start getting smacked around. And right. once you start getting right. smacked around, you're not so happy anymore. Look, yeah. look what happened with uh, with O'Neal yesterday when he got smacked in the back. He wasn't happy yeah. anymore. I mean, <laughs> and, the, and, and the Jets have to be concerned, you know, with their running game. I and mean, Brees Hall, they have to, be, you know, go slowly. I mean, his injury was in October, November, I think, last year. So, you know, he's not going to be that ready at the beginning of the season. Michael Michael I mean, Carter should Michael Carter should be better Cook. this year. Right? Michael Carter should be a little better. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, thank you. Let's move on. Let's move on to Mets Moments by Joe. Joe from New Jersey, sponsored by Mashed Potatoes. <laughs> One of my favorites. <laughs> thank you. Gravy with gravy. Excellent. Over yeah. that? Butter? Gravy. No butter. Gravy. Gravy. Okay. No butter. No butter. Sounds good. Mm. Oh. I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel like a broken record. They're still, uh, they, they still haven't made it. I still can't figure out what the hell they're going to do. You know, they're going to buy, they're going to sell a stand pat. I don't know. At this point, I don't know. It seems like standing pat is probably what's going to happen. Yeah. In the last 10 games, they've made up uh, three on the Marlins, uh, stayed even with the Phillies and made up some on the, uh, on the Braves, but they're still 17 and a half behind the Braves. Well, forget about seven, that. Seven, seven behind the Marlins, seven and a half behind the Phillies. Mm-hmm. They're not going anywhere. It's, that's the point. Just not yeah. going anywhere. Did three teams make the wild card this year? Three teams. Who's the third team? That's yeah, the, the Red, Giants, Diamondbacks. Are there all those, yeah, those guys here? And, and the Cubs very well lately, too. They're only like four games out of that, I think. Too many teams. Too many teams to jump Phillies. Yeah. yeah they, Phillies. Ball. It's like six teams they're ahead of them, I think. But they're not, I think, they're, they're not going anywhere. They're basically staying in place. I, they win one, they lose one. They, you know, uh, Scherzer had a, a good game, then he has a bad game. Verlander's uh, looking pretty good, but they're not. There's no consistency. Carrasco looks absolutely awful. And I, and again, I, I don't understand the lineup. 
uh, two nights ago, they played this kid, uh, Stewart. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Why are they playing him? What's the point? He, uh, why? Showalter lacks yeah. from, from Baltimore days. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, it seems to me that Showalter is playing people that he likes or he's just being too nice a guy. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't know. Vogelback. Vogelback. I know. Let's I, know. Back. I don't get it. He's still on this team next week. I'll be. So Joe, who's, who, who's gonna? Nobody's gonna take nobody's him. Gonna take him. You're right. You're right. Nobody's gonna take him. Vientos. So last night, he, so last night he puts Vientos at third. So does he put Beatty anywhere else? No. Oh. Takes Beatty. Beatty's out, and he plays Dandy Mendick at second. Again, lefty, lefty pitcher. Again, why? What is the point? You These gotta, you gotta play everybody on your team, don't you? But lefty there's no versus... point to it. You why? You, you gotta play the guys that you think. Have a future with the club, so let Beatty play against a left-hand pitcher. I don't get it. Okay, because they're not managing for the future. He's he's still managing the hopes of this year. You th mm -hmm. yeah, you know what? That may be true. I don't, but I don't get it. I don't. Uh, I don't see why he he has to know that there's no future this year. Oh, I think the other night but they want no to play fair. for him if he doesn't. I'm sorry. What what Fred? Bam! I think the first game Tuesday night. He said he needed another day. Who else? I don't think they had anybody else to play. Marte's on a, on a DL out there. Right. Yeah. The I don't know. In, they didn't have anybody. They had to play a guy, Stewart. And Marte is, can come off the injured list, right? Yeah, but he's not, he's, yeah. having, a he's, he's having a baby. He's having a baby. His girlfriend's he's, having a baby, so he's taking more, oh, he was more time, time off. Today. They what? could have brought up. They could have brought up Mauricio, and they could have played Vientos in the outfield. What did they? What did they got to lose? I, I read that Mauricio is not ready as an as a as a second baseman or an outfielder. That's what he, he can't play shortstop because Lindor is no, there. No, he can't play. Oh, shortstop. He, they're working him at second. They're working him in the outfield, and they and they could said play, he's not ready. He's not could ready. Play second. That's yeah, but scenario. Mark, I heard Alvarez wasn't ready either. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know. There are players. There are players that don't look particularly good in the minor leagues, and then they come up and there's something. A switch turns on. They've yeah, got nothing. True. They've got. And the the point is, they've got nothing to lose. Agreed. It's delusional to think that they do at this point. But you see, and, uh, they, I don't think that. Hmm? I don't think that they think that. Right. I think I think I right, mean it's three, there's yeah. 350 million reasons to believe what you're saying, Fred. But yeah. I I'm don't. I'm not saying I, but I think that's what they think. Okay, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't see it. They're not going anywhere. I could see if they were eight and two in the last ten games or something, and they were really putting on a run. And you know now, the next series against Washington, who's been playing very well, one. Yeah, won I know. Five the they could lose. They Let's could fall into the cellar. Right. Yeah, and I Washington's think they play KC after that. They play KC they play? at the Washington. <laughs> right. And they have, the you know, they would, they let's were, see uh, what they let's see what they do by you know, the last time the last deadline Monday and all that stuff. Let's the see last time the last time they looked at the standings to see the teams that they were playing who weren't very good, they didn't do very well. So it hasn't done hasn't meant anything. And the hey. the last thing yeah. that I'm gonna say is there was an article, I think, online about whether the Mets have waited too long about trading fam who's gotten hurt. And Carrasco, who I don't believe has any value anymore. No, game. no, he doesn't. He got lit up for 12 hits yeah. in uh, less than three innings. I don't see anything. I don't he know. may come back and throw a nice game next time he goes. And I know, you know, and um, the pitcher last night, uh, Quintana, looked okay. But you look at, uh, you know, again, I hate to beat a dead horse, but uh, Taiwan Walker and uh, 
Joe, the problem is with those two. I believe their ERAs are over four. They have a good one and loss record. But if they were New York Mets with the lousy offense, they would have a lousy one and loss record also. Right, Darryl, maybe so. Maybe so. But Darryl I don't have, think so. ERAs is skewed because they've had one or two bad games that were really yeah, skewed yeah. up. You really need to look beyond the numbers in ERAs. Right, if right. It has 11, say, 15 starts and has had two bad games. Yeah. You know, we could maybe put a team and pitch four, four innings and gave up seven runs. That's going to skew an ERA. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't followed yeah. I haven't followed it that closely, but they've looked pretty good to me. I haven't year. either. But I'm just saying you, but you need to look yeah. beyond the numbers. All right. Let us let's move on. You want to comment right. one comment, Mike? I just wanted to say, Quickly. for those who watched yesterday's Yankee-Met game, did you yeah. feel that the Yankee release pitches were that good or were the Met hitters that bad? Because I've never uh, seen – Maybe a little of both, but the Met hitters good. were pretty bad. They were back to uh, they were back to where they were. They got very hot the night before, and then last night they were just back to where they were. Okay, let's move on. Uh, Fred, you wanted to talk about the Giants, but didn't we talk about the Giants already, or is there anything else you want to add? Say anything about the Giants yet? It's been a good good week for the Giants, getting Saquon Barkley into the fold. Everybody's there. They signed Andre Thomas to a long term, five year, one hundred seventeen million dollar contract. He'll be the best paid offensive tackle. They everybody like like all teams. They got a few guys who are on the physically unable to perform list. Um, Sterling Shepard. Uh, DeAndre Robinson, the wide receiver. So they also signed Cole Beasley, who was with Buffalo and Dallas, you might remember. Give him yeah. a shot in, in the slot. And started training camp yesterday. And, and they, too, I have some concerns with the Giants about their offensive line. I think they're so obviously with Thomas at tackle. I'm hoping that Evan Neal can be another you know, Andre Thomas, and who had a, a little bit of a rough rookie year and and can come on in his in in his second year prove the guard situation is a little iffy. They had a guy Mark Glowinski last year, I guess, was pretty good. And the other guard, I'm not sure who they're going to play. Ben Berritson, I'm sure. And they're counting on the rookie from Minnesota. I think what's his name Schultz to be to be their center. So they're they're also you know if, if the offensive line gels and and the the wide they did upgrade the wide receiver position this year with more speed. Paris Campbell, a few guys, and of course they gave Jones the big contract. And we'll just we'll just have to wait to see. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about them. I mean, and it's very interesting about the, the incentives that Barkley got. They're all geared to him to making the playoffs. If he hits all those three marks with yards, touchdowns, and whatever, but if they don't make the playoffs, he doesn't get the money. So we'll we'll see. Looking forward to September 10th, opening night against Dallas at home. Yeah, we'll, see. we'll go from there. Anybody want to comment on that report, Joe? And then Gerald, um, Fred. They didn't. He didn't get the. Uh, they didn't give him the um, franchise. Uh, the franchise. The the franchise tag, right, Barkley? He's got 10.1 in salary, of which he gets. Two million up front, but they also got nine hundred thousand, nine hundred nine thousand of incentives. There were three touchdowns, yards, and I, I forget the other one. 
there's a third one, which I don't remember what it was, but, but they're all geared to the Giants making the playoffs. Right. They, if they but, but playoffs, they, they, he didn't get the franchise the tag, right? No, yeah, he did. Oh, he, he got did. more. He got a little yeah, he, more. Signed the, signed the franchise tag, so it's ten point one. The other nine nine hundred thousand is based on incentives. Oh, maybe that's it. And if they don't make the playoffs, he, even if he hits those numbers, he doesn't get the money. Hmm. Okay. So it's really a win for the for the uh, for the team. He, he he just decided. Um, I want to be in. I want to be in a team. I'm a team. I'm a team first guy. I'm not going to get any better. There's no use in holding out. And he wanted to be there. He, he decided to sign. Okay, uh, G- uh, Gerald, let me move on. Fred, this is for you very quickly. Do you think this is true that incentivized contracts are much more prevalent in football than in baseball? I'm not no. sure, actually. I don't. I don't really know. I think they're both. A lot, of, a lot of baseball players have them, too, don't they? Right. Yes, and the World Series, all that, yeah. Yeah, they write it in there. Yeah. All right, the thank NBA you. has it also. Who? The NBA has uh, incentives also. Right. Right. Yep. That's easy to write in. All right, let's move on. Uh, Mike, uh, your report from Sports Happenings in D.C. and Virginia is sponsored by SOD. S-O-D. SOD. SOD. All right. Um, let me. I want to offer a comment on uh, the West Coast. Our West Coast friend isn't here, right? Correct. He's having lunch with his wife. Oh my God! He's got to get his priorities. He chose, he chose his wife over us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say I I heard that about Houston having a 26 game uh, or 26 day road trip. Uh, So this pales in comparison, but the Giants, San Francisco Giants, just came off an 11-game road trip in which they won the first five and then dropped the final six. And it makes you wonder whether a a road trip of that length doesn't cut into a team's uh, kind of physical well-being. I mean, you know, it's a little different than living at home and being able to play at home. The other thing I'd comment on on the West Coast is, well, mostly the West Coast, is the NL West. I think the NL West is a lot weaker than people recognize. Colorado is just terrible. And uh, the Giants are just fair, a few games over 500. And um, Arizona is sinking like a rock. San Diego's had a disappointing season. Only the Dodgers are semi-respectable. And even they, playing at home, we're very fortunate to win one out of three against Toronto. So I just say that when you say Washington is improving, yeah, but they just got through with six games against Colorado and San Francisco here in Washington. They won five out of the six. They beat San Francisco five out of six on the season as far as that goes. So you have to kind of temper uh, what you see there with what seems to be going on in the NL West. Okay. So last week, as I reported to you, there was great joy uh, and celebration over the fact that after 24 years of bondage, uh, the city finally (laughs) managed to expel or exile uh, Daniel Snyder. And uh, so those celebrations may be continued about through the weekend, but now attention has started to focus on the team itself. 
One comment being made in the sport pages uh, consistently is that this is for Ron Rivera, this is make or break year. If you look over his career, he averages seven and a half wins uh, a year, which is not good enough anymore. They're not going to settle for seven or eight wins, even maybe barely making the playoffs if he did. So Rivera is putting his emphasis on the quarterback, uh, Sam Howell. That's the man they're going to rely on to take them to the promised land, which is deep into the playoffs, I suppose. So a couple of facts about Sam Howell. As you know, he was a fifth round draft choice out of North Carolina. He stands six foot one, uh, weighs 220 pounds. He was pretty good in college. He had a completion percentage of just under 64%. Uh, he started for three years, 10,200 yards over three years, 92 TDs, uh, passing, uh, 17 more TDs running, and two TDs receiving. Uh, he threw 23 interceptions in those three years, so probably won a game, I would say. One other interesting little tidbit about uh, – Sam Howell, he is one quarter Korean. His grandmother on his, I think it's on his father's side, I'm not 100% sure about that, was fully Korean. Uh, met his grandfather when he was stationed over there and the two married and so on. And uh, so he is uh, unusual in that respect. Well, when I say they're putting their money on Sam Howell, I mean, who's the backup in Washington? Well, it's Jacoby Brissett, who's now 30 years old and kind of the, the model for a journeyman, right? He's been with five different teams. This is his fifth team. He stands six foot four, 230 pounds or thereabouts. That's more in the mold kind of of an of a NFL quarterback. He was a third round pick uh, back, I don't know, eight or nine years ago, whatever it's been. But to understand a little about him, he started at the University of Florida where he could not win the job. So after two years, Brissett transferred over to North Carolina State where he played his final two years and ran up some decent college statistics. But it tells you something about the, the level of the SEC, generally speaking, versus the level of the ACC as football conferences. So somebody who might not be successful in the SEC could be successful in the ACC. And that's where uh, Howell comes from too. So I just kind of say that as a caveat as to what to expect out of Howell in the pros and how good, where, where his ceiling may be. Although in any individual case, of course, you could be wrong. And I know you Giants fans are kind of poo-pooing what I'm saying, but uh, still, uh, you can't be sure about somebody who's successful in the ACC. That's my report for this week. Who was their starter last year? I, think, I always forget his name. Number four. Tyler uh, I, 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 I have an age. I, yeah, Taylor I, I, Hines. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. Taylor. That? Taylor. Uh, what's his name? Mikkel Heineke. 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 That's it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Where did he end up? Uh, Atlanta, I believe. Atlanta? Yeah. As a starter or backup? No, well, I guess he hopes to be the starter, right? But they, I don't know. They, I mean, I don't know who they're who they're counting on. He's, Atlanta, he's kind of a prototypical year. backup, right? He's very good as a backup. Yeah, I was like the man. Okay. 
Thank you for that report. And no comments, anybody else? Okay, we move on. Thank you. Uh, let's go a couple of baseball notes. Uh, Commissioner Rob Manfred uh, had a contract extension, so he'll be your commissioner at least until 2029. Yep. So who watched the Hall of Fame ceremonies last Sunday? I want to know if anyone on our screen watched the ceremony of Fred McGriff and Scott Rowland being inducted into the Hall of Fame. I watched it. Nobody else watched it? Let me just tell you something. Who watched it? Nobody else? Tiny bit. Tiny bit. Tiny bit. First of all, where was it advertised? (laughs) Anyone see it advertised? Not at all. You know, I was just watching, flicking the channels Sunday morning. And, and and they said, don't forget to come on. What was it, one o'clock or one thirty, two o'clock for the Hall of Fame ceremony? All right, there it is. So I made sure to to watch the beginning, whatever, whatever. And you've seen those ceremonies before. Derek Jeter getting in, in, inducted, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I saw empty seats in Cooperstown. When's the last time you ever saw empty seats? at an induction ceremony the most interesting part was there were 40 hall of famers uh being entered and it's interesting to watch these guys we remember them when they played of course the older guys are all dead or they they didn't come to the ceremony but these oh my god they look so old some could hardly walk many with canes Oh, it just like, um, and I still laugh when Harold Baines got was introduced to my. To, I don't understand. Okay, uh, next year appearing on the ballot for the first time, give a head shake yes or a head shake no if you think these guys are getting in. Adrian Beltre, absolutely yes, yes. Joe Mauer, no. Two, no. batting, two batting titles. Okay. Not on the first no. Chase, yeah, he, he, Chase Utley. He part during injuries. I mean, Chase Utley, not. even though they love him, I don't know. David Wright? No. Uh, no. Nope, just shake. Bartolo Colon? <laughs> He's eligible for the first time. <laughs> Jose Batista, who, is, who had, a, had a nice run as a great player, but. No. <laughs> Adrian no. Gonzalez. What do you think about him? Not just a good player? No. Matt Holiday, Matt Holiday, no, you know he has a son. He's the best of a lot, man. He has a son who's uh, uh, coming up. Somebody drafted Baltimore Orioles. He was number one draft. Yeah, yeah. Number one. Jose Reyes. Jose Reyes. He's eligible. So first time players. So it it may resort back to people who. who just missed last year or two years ago? Maybe some of those relievers that were up. To, Billy know. Wagner. Billy Wagner. I'd love to see him in there. You know. Yeah, he should be in there. Yeah. Be in there. I don't know who else. I don't recall offhand, but uh, the other hand, the other hand, there are five fingers. All right. So that's a joke. So we talked about the Mets. We talked about the Yankees and what the hell they're gonna do. The Subway Series didn't have the uh, the pizzazz as past years, right? Right. It's a shame. It's a shame. And uh, 
Did it rain one night before the game? Yeah. Torrential rain. Can you imagine if you had tickets for that game? You bought tickets. I'm going to a Subway Series game, Yankee Stadium, and it's pouring 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Pouring. Torrential. It got dark, like like nighttime. And yeah. I got I to go to the ballpark and sit on a wet seat. And, the well, it stopped and they played the game. And it's lightning out. I really hate, I really hate buying tickets in advance for that particular reason. But that's me. That's me. Training deadline is Monday, I believe, what, 4 o'clock? Is that what they do, 4 o'clock? 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock? 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. Do you think, you think if the Yankees fizzle, Dawn Mattingly is in the wings? Fuck, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. My bad. Tuesday the first day. So do you Don think Don Mattingly in the wings as a Yankee manager if Aaron Boone is asked to remove himself? First of all, that? Aaron Boone has a long-term contract. Well, you break it. They, they just gave Boone a what four-year contract? Yeah, I think four years. I think you're right, Jeff. Okay. Secondly, they have a conundrum with Mattingly. If they don't like him anymore, they can't fire him. He's a fan favorite. He's a borderline Hall of Famer. Just four more fire. years of aggravation, that's all. What's that? Just four more years of aggravation. With, with Managing a team that doesn't make sense. Right. Maybe something won't come together. I don't know. I thought that's a good natural for him to like step up and be the end. Because he's not my, I think he's a bench coach for a team now. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah. I think so, yeah. Blue Did you hear the Mets trade yesterday? The Mets made a oh. trade. They traded Noah Syndergaard for Armand Rosario. <laughs> yeah. Mets trade? Yeah. It was a Mets trade. That's all yeah. I'm Over the hill. <laughs> we'll see how that one materializes, at least at the end of the year. Um, did anyone uh, catch the play on Saturday? Uh, the Yankees against the Royals. When Bobby Witt Jr. bunted the ball down third baseline looking for a hit, he bunted yeah. the ball down the third baseline. It was uh, LeMayu and Cole came over to watch the ball uh, down the third baseline. Uh, LeMayu picked it up, thought it was a foul ball. Right? Uh, I don't know. The ball was then dropped. Was put, oh, LeMayu picked it up. Uh, the ump said fair. But I don't know how Cole got a hold of the ball and, and Bobby Witt Jr. was trying to take second while they were figuring out if that ball was fair or foul. And Cole threw a perfect uh, ball to, I don't know, the shortstop. They tagged him out. Tagged him out. Right. It's something to see. I thought it was a very interesting play. Uh, what else? We talked about Bryce Harper moving to first base, can't throw, uh, Shohei Otana. Tani, who won today's game, but he, last time he pitched, he gave up four home runs. Pitching today, run. today, one hitter. Not, not today, right. Complete game, one hit shutout today, Mark. Here you go. 111 pitches. Home run. Yeah. <laughs> who did they play today? Angels Detroit. 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 And you know there's a, um, a ball player. He's on the Astros. He's on the squad now or he's on – the minor leagues, he could come back. His name is Gray Kessinger. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's Don's Kessinger. Don Kessinger. Oh. He's the grandson of Don Kessinger. Right. right. Don Kessinger. 
Remember him? Uh, yeah. Sure. Oh, short stop. Stop. Cubs. Cubs and and we're talking about guys to be potential Hall of Famers. You think Sal Salvador Perez is a possible Hall of Famer yes. when he yes. retires? I'm yes. giving, yes. giving yeah. a. I'm giving. He's going to get a lot yes. of votes. Yeah. Uh, he became the tenth catcher in Major League history to hit 200, 200 home runs as a catcher. He has two hundred and forty overall. I guess being a, a DH here and there. Twelve seasons. You know who holds the record for the most home runs as a catcher? Mike Piazza. Mike Piazza, 396. And did anybody read today's paper? Newspaper? Yep. Yes. I still read the newspapers, right? <laughs> they gave next year's spring training schedules. They gave right. the Mets and the Yankees spring training schedules. <laughs> I guess maybe if you want to plan your trip to Florida. In March. <laughs> they start February 24th. Did you notice the Mets are playing the Yankees twice in spring training? They haven't. No, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't stare at that. But they're both playing 30 games. I saw that. And I heard a joke the other day. It says, did you hear the joke? Everyone talks about how great Cy Young was. But you know what? He never won a Cy Young Award. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That's a good one to, to tell people. Uh, Gerald, before I go on. Gerald. Mike and Jeff, I wanted to ask you this question. And this is not an anti-Yankee question, just an observation. Sure, Mike. Sure. Yeah, right. sure. The other day, Volpe made a beautiful stop at shortstop on a ground ball, and he threw a fast grounder to Rizzo who could not retrieve the ball. I've never seen an infielder throw a ground, a fast ground ball to a first baseman. Yeah, he didn't have right. control of the ball when he threw it. Yeah, he didn't have control of the ball, but uh, he has terrific reflexes. And who, I, I think he's going to be the, he is the real deal. You know, he, he's going to get it together. He did go into a slump. He went to a couple of slumps. But you see, when he's starting to hit, he hits. So, uh, and... Uh, no matter what you say, right? And some no matter people, what you say about Rizzo, Peraz is a better shortstop. That's true. Too. But he can't hit. Maybe moving over to second base in the future. That's we'll true too. There was a right. two, death, two deaths in baseball. I wanted to bring up Eddie Pursued. Remember Eddie oh, Pursued? Yeah, yeah. When you say yeah, Pursued nice. or Pursue? Pursue. Did you pronounce the D? No. No. Ninety-one. 91 years old, shortstop, of course, for the Giants, the New York Giants, the San Francisco Giants, uh, Red Sox, of course, the Mets in 1966, ended his career in 67 with the Cards. He won a World Series with the Cards in 67, oh, All-Star in 64, and he pursued 91. And then Annette O'Malley, Peter's, Peter's wife, Peter O'Malley's wife, 80 years old, wife of ex-Dodger owner Peter, who's the son of Walter. And Walter's the one who 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 brought the brought the uh, the Dodgers to uh, California. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. And he oversaw right. the construction of Dodger Stadium back in those days. Okay, that's the baseball stuff. Uh, you know, again, you mentioned before about uh, Saquon Barkley getting all right. 11 million, want to say 11 million with all the incentives. And and, and, and they they get no respect, these running backs. Justin Herbert signs five years for $262 
$1.5 million. Quarterback. Yeah. Quarterback. Where, I just think I no respect. How is that possible? How is that possible? I don't understand. <laughs> they said that's the highest paid player in the NFL? Probably is. Yeah. yeah. Probably is. I don't know. I'm doing math and all that stuff. How much is that is guaranteed? Does anybody know? Uh, I didn't see I didn't look, so. Maybe there's something there that's something guaranteed. I read today, August 8th, a date coming up. If a drafted rookie has not signed with his team by this date, traded. he cannot be traded, cannot be traded to any other team in 2023, but can sign a player contract only with a team that drafted him until the day of the draft next year, 2024. <laughs> if you understand what I just said, that's great. <laughs> you know there's a new rule, in the kickoff rule this year. Did we talk about that before, the new kickoff rule? Anyone know it? Yeah. Yeah, you can make a fair catch and put it at the 25-yard line, something like on that. On a kickoff, you're right. If you call for a fair catch, say, on your, on your own five-yard line, ball comes out to the 25 right that's right that's right that's to prevent injuries and all that stuff God. Yeah. Yeah. and of course the threat the jets got rid of denzel mims that was expected of course right and yeah. uh let's see what else i have here for you peoples you people you hear the story about the uh the vikings top draft pick it was picked at number 23 in the first draft, jordan addison as a receiver, he was ticketed for speeding 140 miles per hour. That's all. <laughs> in wow. a 55 mile per hour zone in St. Paul, Minnesota, driving his Lamborghini, Lamborghini, Lamborghini. which I guess <laughs> yeah. he just bought because he signed his contract at three o'clock in the morning with no passengers, right? But and he was arrested. But they say he was. His story was he was speeding. To help his dog who needed emergency. emergency. Yeah, right. I want to see what the judge <laughs> says about that one. <laughs> and, did you about, and did you hear about Blake Martinez? The no. former yeah. giant linebacker? Right? You remember Blake Martinez? Uh, all of a sudden, he quit football to sell Pokemon cards. Oh. <laughs> He's making millions in his own business. He's made $11.5 million in Pokemon cards and not getting hurt. Right, no. that's physical pursuit. <laughs> Fred, do you want to say something? It was a death in football in college. I don't know. I want to get there. Have... I, get, I got a couple deaths. I'm going to get there in a minute. We have the one I was going to say. Yeah, let me just get there. Um, we all know that the Jets and the Browns are playing in a Hall of Fame game next week. The third. The third is what? Is a Thursday. That's the Thursday, yeah. Football next Thursday after our show next week. Uh, the Colonial Athletic Association, if you care, in college has changed its name to the Coastal Athletic Association. Uh, uh, they have teams from Massachusetts to South Carolina and nine states. Hofstra and Stony Brook are part of that. Uh, Colorado is leaving the Pac-12, for those who care. Front page of the paper today. And returning yeah. to the Big 12. Where they, where they were, it was the Big 8. 
They were when the Big Eight. They're leaving because USC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten. Texas and Oklahoma, they're going to the SEC. Just move them right around, right them around. And the deaths. I had a death. Uh, some of you might remember this guy. I remember this guy back in the, how to be the early 60s. C.R. Roberts. Does that name ring a bell to anyone? No, no, no. He was a running back for the well he was drafted by the giants in the 14th round in 58 uh he played for the 49ers that's how i remember him because the cr roberts they had ya tittle and uh, rc owens remember <laughs> that's oh, how i remember yeah. that all the initial guys uh what was, what was ya tittle's real name what is why for him yelverton abraham Right. And, and we were at his bar mitzvah, weren't we? Question. Anyway, uh, he tried the C.R. Roberts. Let's see. He was drafted by the Giants 58, but chose to play in the Canadian Football League with the Toronto Argonauts in 58. He rushed for 600 yards, five TDs, but was released due to a 12-man quota rule in Canada. I guess Canadian Football League, you only have a certain amount of uh american players 12 per team it says here he tried out for the steelers in 59 but was cut went to the 49ers made their team and he played with all those guys he played for usc and he played in a very interesting game uh, maybe some of you remember this uh when usc beat texas in 1956 texas being a segregated state of course our cr Roberts was black african-american they won the game 44 to 20. Roberts ran for 250 yards and 12, 12 carries. Fearing a riot by a segregated crowd, the USC coach pulled him out of the game early after rushing for 251 yards. Another backstory to this was when USC came to Texas to stay in a hotel, they, ha- they had to find a hotel that would allow black players to be allowed they went to three different hotels before they finally were allowed in a hotel back in those days amazing amazing and uh johnny cooks 64 years old passed then you remember johnny cooks yeah he won the game uh, game seven Picture. Wait, wait, not, that? Not, that, not that johnny cooks the football player c-o-o-k-s he's 64 years old you three-time All-SEC linebacker, Mississippi State, played 10 seasons. He played with the Colts, the Baltimore Colts, and the New York Giants, and he won a Super Bowl with the New York Giants. Who do you have the outside? Oh, Johnny Lujak, right? Jack, yeah. yeah. You want to talk about him, or you want me to talk about him? I mean, Heisman, multi-Heisman Trophy winner at Notre Dame. Played three years at the pros, then he retired at age 26. I'm not hey. sure why. I think everyone heard of Johnny Lujak. Yeah, I don't. I never saw him play, but everyone ninety-eight years old. He was an announcer. He was an announcer with Chris Schenkel back in the day. Don't go. I don't remember that. Remember that? Yeah. And what's the story on Bronny James? Mark Joe had Joe has his hand up. Uh, Joe, you want to talk about? I just wanted to say the other. He played with two other quarterbacks uh, with the Bears. I think it was. Um, Sid Luckman, nice Jewish boy, graduated from my uh, Bobby Lane. Um, before Bobby Lane got traded, yeah, Lane. and I think 
And no, I think Bobby Lynn, the, the, the quarterback. Okay. And else has the athletic field. My old high school, Rasmus, Sid Luckman Field in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. He had a brief illness. He was in hospice. I guess once you get to hospice, that's it. One of the greatest players out of Notre Dame. Right. Yeah. I think his career was interrupted by World War II. I looked at the obituary yesterday, right? Played two years, took two years to be in the war, then came back to Notre Dame and played two more years. How did he came from Western Western Pennsylvania, where a lot of great players came from? Name of Dan Marino, just name a few. Do you think there's a story behind this, uh, Ronnie James, uh, more than it meets the eye? No, it's an unfortunate incident that happens too often of people his age. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I thought uh, it might have been a publicity stunt. (laughs) Absolutely. I don't. With health, you know. uh, But you know, he goes to ICU and he's out of ICU right away. That's really interesting, right? I thought he was out out of ICU too quick. His heart stopped. Cardiac arrest, right? The heart stopped. Yeah. yeah. I think there's more to the story, but that's just me. All right. I just want to talk about the World Cup. Anybody watching the World Cup? Danny, you watching the World Cup? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. It's a shame that not enough of it is shown. Uh, yesterday, I, after the Yankee game, I went to the Spanish Channel, Channel 16, and um I just happened to go in when the U.S. was losing one nothing, and I caught that great goal to tie up the game. Uh, general comment: It's 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 amazing how good they are, how fast they are. These girls on 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 these teams, especially the United States and Netherlands. But it's it's it's, it's really uh, uh, intense the way they play. I unfortunately have not seen other countries yet play. Uh, I don't know which English-speaking channels are televising it. And it's a shame. It's a good tournament. Fox is is catching. That's where I see it. Fox. Okay, but I haven't seen them advertise. You know, that that they're actually televising and which games are televising, you know. Check Uh, your newspapers. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Do you think the U.S. is in trouble making the next round with this? No, no, no. 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 Matter of fact, Yesterday's game uh, was one-one tie with about five minutes left, and and you could see that uh, they were trying to score a goal, but to, to some degree they also they were content with the tie because they won the first game, and with the three points and the whatever four points they have, uh, they're able to to move on. Uh, they don't think that the next game should be much of a challenge. I think they're playing. Portugal, if I'm not mistaken, in the next game? They do. Yeah, Portugal, Danny, yeah. If they if they lose to Portugal, they are in trouble. They're in trouble, yeah. yeah. If they tie to Portugal, could they be in trouble too? No, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. All right, I read they may be. Depends on... They were saying that both the Netherlands and, and the U.S. were pretty satisfied with their tie. All right. All right. If they're satisfied, then I'm satisfied. Yeah. But they, they play a really nice game. That's what okay. you, I thought that that was. If, that if was, you if you like soccer, <laughs> I hope I hope they win. And the other thing in soccer like was interesting. I was watching the uh, when Messi came in for Inter Miami, in in the with the, against the Mexican team. Uh, it was in overtime. I didn't realize that the rule in that game was sudden death overtime, and Messi scored that goal. That was an incredible 
free shot that he that he's called classic. He has done that many times and you just can't stop him. You know. He's I a success Messi's already. Coming, Messi's playing against the New Jersey team in the MLS next month, I think. Uh out of MetLife. They, play, they played uh, yesterday. I read it. There was a game yesterday that he won. He scored some scored two goals yesterday. I don't know, I didn't I didn't see but uh, somewhere. I think that's but, right. Yeah, but that was wasn't against New Jersey the New Jersey Aaron, team. Aaron. But the MetLife Stadium when when it was first scheduled, the cheapest tickets were like thirty nine dollars a seat. And uh, last week they were two hundred and ninety dollars. <laughs> you going? No, I'm not going. Neither am I. Neither am I. All right, let's move on. I want to go for just two more things and go to trivia questions. Last week I was going to talk about pickleball. And I mentioned it early in the show. I never got to it because I was knocked off. But how many of you guys play pickleball? Anybody play pickleball? One? Okay, one. But we all heard about pickleball, right? We see it on TV or the parks. Fastest growing sport in the U.S. Injuries related to the sport are growing as well as the, the popularity with the associated uh, health care costs. Mm-hmm. Uh, older Americans, especially 8 of 10, are 60 years or older. Right. Medicare is picking up, of course, the 80% of these costs. Most injuries are, are to the wrist, 13%. Lower legs, close to 13%. Head injuries, 12%. Lower trunk, all close to 12%. Ankles, knees, shoulders, the whole body, fingers, face, injuries. Experts predict over 22 million will play this year. Analysts predict pick, pickleball will lead to 67,000 trips to the ER. <laughs> 366 will be outpatient visits, 4,700 hospitalizations, uh, and 20,000 post acute episodes. So play pickleball. Orthopedic oh. doctors love it. Doctors love it. Keep playing. Love it. Keep playing. Joe, you want to add since you play? What do you think about that? Well, I have a sore wrist, but that's been like I had that before when I was playing paddleball. So yeah, it's different than tennis, obviously. Yeah, uh, Milton. Yeah, I tried pickleball, and it's a different. First of all, there's no strings. It's a you know it's, paddle. It's wood, paddle. Yeah. So there's no give paddle. And uh, believe it or not, I, my wrist was bothering me and my forearm. So I stopped because, te- you know, tennis is my main game. Yeah. But you know what? I'm not so sure that the f- sport itself is causing it. It could be injuries. It could be people that never played sports before. Maybe. And they're older yeah. and they just Good go point. out and start playing without I th- warming I up. Think they, or, I, yeah. I think they overdo it. Yep, yep. It oh, looks so easy. It looks so easy. You know what I mean? It's like ping pong. It must be, they say it's it a, must a, be a combination of ping You know what it is? It's an easy game. It's but an I easy did game. see people at Clinton Martin Park who were starting to play did have injuries. It's yeah. an easy yeah. game. It's an easy game to pick up, but it's hard. You know, there's all kinds of inner games within that game, and that makes it much harder. If you play for fun, it should be easier. If they start playing competitive, that's you're going to get hurt. Like, you're going to get hurt. I mean, I don't, I don't try to go back on a lot of shots because I don't have the balance anymore. But 
Linda, it must be you know? the transition from tennis into it. You know, it can't be that easy. Carolyn, for example, you know, she tried it a few times. And she bought her own paddle and her own bowl you know, and this and that. And she doesn't like it. It's You know what it is? It's very social. It's, a, yes. it's social, right. too. You're very close to your opponents. We have a people. I mean, you're down to yeah, so what are you doing after the game? What are you doing? Yeah, that's how it is. Turn off your back on the world while you're... Pop it over the net. Anyway, I, I that's, did how, hear, I, that's how I met people. I did here. hear that Tully Park opened up some pickleball courts. Yeah, and well, they're too all over. It's so popular yeah. until they get hurt. Did you see the article in the sure. Times about the uh, the pickleball? There's uh, there are paddleball courts, handball courts in Central Park, and everybody plays pickleball. And there's one lone handout holdout who plays paddleball. But he doesn't have anybody to play with, so he just holds the court anyway. It was in the Times. <laughs> Jewish guy, too, of course. One, one more story, and we'll definitely get to trivia questions after this one taste. Have any of you, in, in like, going through the channels on ESPN, I saw the other day, I think it was last Friday night, Slam Ball. Have anyone Slam. seen Slam Never Ball? Never heard of it. What is it? There's Music. a new league, and they're televising a lot of the games. It's basketball played with trampolines by the Nets. So, like, you come to the net, uh, you know, you dribble, and you could bounce, and they could throw you the ball, and you slant, you're, you're way, way above the, uh, the the hoop, and you slam it in. Now, that sounds dangerous. Very dangerous. <laughs> slam ball. Check it out one time. All right, let's get to trivia, because I'm looking at the clock here. We're almost, <laughs> and we've knocked off the year here. Let's do a couple of trivia questions. So, let's start off with, uh, all right, Milton. All right, <clears throat> In 1926, they started giving out championship rings in baseball. The Yankees actually did it in 1922. What was given out before uh, championship rings? League-wise, they were given out starting in 1926. What was championship uh, given out before that instead of rings? This is bonuses. Up. Watches. Watches? No, I, watches. I covered this a couple of weeks ago. What I think it? some type of medallion. Yeah, medallion or a pocket watch. Pocket right. watch. Yeah. That's what we said, yeah. But the Yankees started it uh, four years earlier before it came routine. Yeah. How many watches can you have? All right. Yeah. So, you collect watches. I have like a lot of them. Fred, then uh, Gerald, go ahead. Who were the only brothers in Major League history to hit multi run home runs? In the same inning for the same team. Lose. You lose. Same team. Same team. Same inning. Multi-hit, multi-run home runs. That's so not a lose. Alamar. Alamar. Aaron's. The Aaron's. Aaron's. No. Sparrow no. Brothers. No. I'll give you a hint. It happened. It happened two weeks ago. Oh. oh. Two brothers on the same team. Oh wait. The two. Pit- the pitch up oh, the pitches? No. The, the Giants pitches are brothers, right? Two weeks, two weeks ago, July 14th, it happened. First time in Major League. Uh, we don't know too many brothers around except for the the the, uh, the Giants have two pitches, right? Right. You guys are so bad. <laughs> First baseman, the other's a catcher. Uh, who is it? We don't know. Cleveland Indians, Josh Naylor and his brother, oh, Bo right. Naylor. Right. Oh, yes. There's three brothers now, I think, right? I don't know. Is it 
It's the third sure. brother somewhere in the team. Yeah. Oh, I'm the Lou brothers. Yeah. First Josh, time it ever. Josh is good. I wonder if someone picks him up in a trade. He's a good player. All right. Way, Carlos Santana was traded today. Who? Santana. Carlos Santana. Who's he with these days? Brewers. The guitarist. He's pretty old. <laughs> yeah. who, who was he on? Who team was he on? We lose track. I reached to the Brewers. Um, okay. I know it's earth shattering news. <laughs> Gerald? Name the year when both MVP awards were won by pitchers. That's good. Oh, 1968. Right. McLean and Gibson. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Very good. Michael? Uh, what's unique about Blake Snell this season? Blake Snell. Oh, Blake Snell? Blake Snell. Which is for the Padres. win games for San Diego. And Finally, gonna let him pick. <laughs> no. Interesting. He leads the. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you. You're not gonna know. He's leading the league in ERA and walks. Um, wow. Much for his career, huh? That happened before for the season. Anybody else? Yeah. Mike got a question. Mike C. No, no. This is yeah. Trivia question. Yeah. Go, go, go. Uh, name name this baseball player. He he starred at UCLA. But he was he was a star player there, and he later, after college, went to the Yankees to play. This was in the late 1960s, playing at UCLA. When late 1960s. Late 60s. Late. Yep. Well, that's yeah. 66 to 69 era. Right. Well, it's not Garrett Cole. He was a Jackson. first baseman for the Yankees and he played elsewhere too. 66? Oh, We're talking about the late 60s. He probably was with the Yankees somewhere in the early to mid 70s. Not Danny Cater. No. And not Kirk Leffery. No. How about uh, Mike Epstein? Chris Chambliss. Oh. oh. Didn't really know he went to college. Yeah, he was UCLA's big star. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. Yeah, uh, uh, keep talking. <laughs> is, that, is that music coming from? Time and out, Mark. <laughs> no, it's just uh, somebody wanted me for something. I'll call it back later. Oh, Go ahead there, Joe. Name the last pitcher to strike out 300 batters in a season. Sure, sir. I'll give it the year, 1999. Clemens. Clemens. No. Clemens. No. Randy Johnson. No. Johnson. What team? Bosox. Oh, uh, Schilling. Mark Schilling? 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 No. no. Pedro Martinez. Pedro. 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 13 batters, and he was 23 and 4. In in uh, uh, with the two oh seventy RA nineteen ninety nine. Very good. Anybody else? Few more questions. Okay, I have one. Uh, you remember Josh McGowan? McCown? Played for the Jets a few years ago. Remember? Yeah. Yep. Name the different teams he played for. I have a list no. here. The whole page. He, play, he played for like eleven teams. Name name a team he played for. Buffalo. Buffalo, let's see. Buffalo is not on this list. <laughs> Carolina. Huh? Carolina. Carolina. Panthers. Panthers. That's right. Oh, wait, no, nine. The Redskins. Redskins. 
Redskins, Redskins, not on the list. Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns, 2015 and 16. Colts. Colts, not on this list. Wow, I'm striking out. Bears. Bears. Arizona. The Bears, 2011 to 13. The Bears. The Jets was 2017 to 18. Falcons. Another loss. Falcons. F F F. No Falcons. I'll tell you the rest. Okay. He played the Cardinals. Cardinals. O two to five. Yeah. The Lions nice in O six. The Raiders in O seven. The Dolphins in O eight. The 49ers in eleven. The Eagles in twenty nineteen. The Texans in twenty twenty. And he twenty ten. He played for a team called the Hartford Colonels. I don't know where the hell that team came up. Never heard of them. Josh McGowan. <laughs> All right, two more questions. We got to go. Uh, Michael. Okay. Let me just, I have two quickies. Uh, number one, the baseball card I mentioned, okay, about Bert Campanaris. He began in 1964 and his career ended in 1983. What was the last team he played for? Yankees. It was the Yankees. Good. All right. The last question I have for me, uh, for me Mr. Belvedere All-Stars. Uh, in that game, I sent uh, you the picture of Mr. Belvedere's All-Stars. Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, Ernie Banks, Johnny Bench, Harmon Killebrew, Reggie Jackson, Mickey Mantle, Bob Uecker, all played for a team who played against the Little League in 1989 in the Mr. Belvedere episode. Who was the pitcher? Mr. <laughs> Belvedere, that was... Who was it? We don't know. Late forties. I mean, no. Well, what was the pitcher? Was it what in the uh, on, on the show? On the show? On the show? Nineteen eighty nine. Who was the oh. pitcher? The Bob Uecker show, right, Mister Vovadian? Uh, Sandy Koufax. I'll give you a hint. He sang the song Sandy. "If Ever I Shall Leave You." Robert Goulet. Robert Goulet is the answer. Oh, wow. Very good. Very good. 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 All right, we're going to say goodbye because the, 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 the Zoom is going to end really soon, oh, and I don't want right. it to end on a, uh, on a, on a cut. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're really, this is the longest show we've ever had. If you yeah, have a clock years. in front of you, we started at 4 o'clock, and it's almost 10 to. And I see by the clock on the wall. It's time to say goodnight and have our dinner. <laughs> yeah. Gentlemen, right. it's been a All pleasure. Right. Yeah. Each other. And I'm so happy I went the whole time without being uh, internet uh, yeah, issues. Disrupted. Yeah, Enjoy what's happening. We'll see you all out here next week. Enjoy the we'll weather. Have good weather. And, have a good uh, week, guys. Stay well. Take care. Have a good, good week. Good night. 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 Good night.